welcome back to Up The Villa podcast, our opposition preview for Cherry's Red Army. We're joined by John for our game on Sunday, Bournemouth v Aston Villa. Now, John, I'm going to start this off because on our season prediction show, we all got asked to make sort of like a wild prediction from the season. And mine was that Bournemouth were going to finish inside the top 10. So your reaction to that might be like, it's quite wild, but um, I felt like Iriola would sort of get you ticking. Uh, and I think he kind of has got you ticking in recent weeks. And it's sort of probably been a bit of a slow start, but I think you're starting to get there. So my first question to you would be, how impressed have you been by probably not your recent turnaround, but just talk to us about, you know, the start of the season yeah um thanks for having me on by the way um i yeah you saying that bournemouth had a, had a chance to finish in the in the top half is is not outlandish at all compared to uh based on a lot of other previews that i've heard from just like from other discord groups and whatnot because i think the sacking of gary o'neill bringing in iriola the transfers that we were making were all so positive just that there was such a feeling of enthusiasm going into the season for Bournemouth fans um despite the noise from outside looking and going how harsh that was on Gary O'Neill which there is a debate as to whether or not that was the right decision but that will be for the end of the season but the one issue that we were always going to have was that we had a diabolical start to the season um in terms of fixture difficulty you know the first game I could say that I went into thinking we have a chance to win this was our ninth game of the season away at Everton and we lost that 3-0 so it, it was you know we got a point away at Brentford a point at home to West Ham on the opening day which was a, which was a really good result in hindsight considering how they've started and a point at home to Chelsea which is part of the course probably the way they're, they're going at the moment so I think it was it was a worrying start but the important thing is is that there was still a feeling that Iriola was the man that could take us forward. And as you can see from the recent results, um, you know, two home wins in a row, three wins out of the last four, the loss being against Manchester City away, which is no disgrace. So uh, things have started to turn around. Um, and I think that we are feeling a lot more positive um, going into the into the series of games towards the end of uh, end of the year where we've got a lot more winnable games coming up. Not Not all of them are. Some of them will be quite difficult, but, uh, you know, that's the Premier League. That's what we're here for. Yeah, I kind of felt like you'd hit the ground running a little bit. I felt like it would be one of those starts where, you know, there's always a team that starts really well and might peter off a little bit. I, I kind of expected that sort of a start because I remember watching, and um, it must have been on your on the Bournemouth YouTube channel, of like a, a video of him showing like how he wants to play and how he wants... The, the players to sort of grasp his, his system. And I just felt like that looks a man on a mission to me. But why do you think it has sort of took a little bit of a while to get going? Because, you know, like we went like 13 games into a scene. That's quite a while to sort of start sort of like picking up, you know, a bulk of, of wins. Yeah, definitely. Um, I... It's it's difficult to just lay it purely at the at the, at the style change because, you know, Aston Villa fans themselves will know that you can go from a manager to two different managers with vastly different styles and, and performances can improve immediately. Um, 
but um, in terms of in terms of Bournemouth and the squad and the style that we've we've had since Eddie Howe left, we went through Jason Tindall briefly, um, Jonathan Woodgate, Scott Parker, and then Gary O'Neill. All of those are quite negative, apart from Jason Tindall, who wasn't the greatest as a manager in the first place. But all of them were quite negative, really. Even in the Championship, it wasn't all that fun watching Scott Parker's football, and we came second quite comfortably. Um, but with the squad we had, we felt that there was a lot more that there was capable of. That changes in the Premier League, and Gary O'Neill did a fantastic job of keeping us up. But we were statistically one of the two worst teams in the division next to Nottingham Forest, who also miraculously stayed up. So we're going from a series of incredibly negative managers, very counter-attack, sit deep and try and make a point, to a manager that's going to want us to mostly stay a very high line, really press aggressively high up the pitch. Um, and, and it's a complete uh, it's a complete phase shift. Uh, so there's a difficulty in the players adapting to the new style. Um, the second is, I mentioned the fixture difficulty, and to be fair, Iriola had a reputation at Viacana for doing well against the big teams, but you combine that with the fact that it is a new style and, you know, the teams in the sort of upper echelons of the Prem are much better than the teams in the upper echelons of, of La Liga, excluding, obviously, Atleti, Real and, and Barcelona. So there's a there's a bigger fixture difficulty to deal with. Um, and then the last one, I think, has been our, uh, that we've massively missed Jefferson Lerma. Um, who ended up leaving on a free to Crystal Palace. He was the one ball-winning midfielder that we've had for the last five years. He left and we replaced him with Tyler Adams eventually, um, who I think is probably an upgrade overall, but he's been injured the whole season. So we've had no one to provide that real stability in in, in the base midfield. You know, you've got a great partnership in Douglas Louise and, and Kamara, and we just don't have that base to build on at the moment. We've struggled. Thankfully, Lewis Cook is starting to really come into that role, but he's still not the dedicated ball winner that we really feel we've missed. So um, a few injury issues, which is, you know, <laughs> play a violin for, for us compared to everyone else who hasn't been struggling with injuries, which is no one. But uh, yeah, there's, there's a few reasons I think it's just taken us a bit to get going, in, but hopefully things have settled down and, and we can carry on. Yeah, one player that's really impressed me when I've seen you play is Semenyo. I think I think he is he a new player or has he been there a while? Uh, no, we got him in January. Uh, we've gone from Bristol City for was it nine million. It was probably a little bit more than that at the, in the end, but it wasn't it wasn't a massive signing, and and he was injured most of last year, so he was someone that a lot of Bournemouth fans I feel forgot about, um, and I and I think that he's. He played as a striker a decent bit at Bristol City, but you know he can play behind in in any of the three slots behind the striker as well. And Iraiola is, is I think is very clearly favouring very physically dominant players on the wings. Um, Tavernier is a bit more dribbly, but Semenyo is not quite built like a breakshire Towers, but he's he is he is big and he is strong and he is fast. And some of the defenders that he's played against have literally bounced off him in the last few games. Uh, and he can combine that with a decent bit of skill as well. And, uh, you know, he provided an assist against West Ham. He scored against Liverpool, started the season really well. And I don't think he got injured, but he just got dropped. And then he's finally, he's come back in the last couple of games and he's he's looked brilliant. Um, yeah. So he's someone that I fully expect to be playing um, against Villa this weekend. Yeah, he's really impressed me, to be fair. Solanke sort of... Looks a bit more of a presence now. I don't really know what what's happened to him, but he, you know, he looks more of a presence. He was brilliant against Newcastle. I thought he was outstanding. So we've got, you've kind of touched on the style of play a little bit. So 
sort of dumb it down to us. Like, what what is the style of play? What what are you trying to do on the ball, off the ball, stuff like that? Off the ball, we try and play as high a line as possible and an aggressive press as possible, I would say. Um, I do feel as though he is, uh, Iriola has sort of edged off that a little bit um, after being very aggressive when we played at home to Arsenal and getting completely destroyed in that game because I think we were too all out. Uh, we lost that one 4-0 and he's, and he's been a little, he's held it back a little bit more and been a bit more um, gradual in the press, but we still hold quite a high line. We still want to be aggressive and win the ball high up the pitch and try and create chances through that. Um, and we have quite, we have pretty good stats for high turnovers in the league and uh, shots coming from high turnovers and goals as well coming from high turnovers. Um, when we have the ball from a bit deeper, um, Irael is, is certainly wants to play. He, he likes the centre backs to play long passes. Now, obviously, those can we we do play around the back a little bit, but he doesn't want that to last too long. And ideally, um, he wants the wants the centre backs to put the balls in behind the opposition fullbacks for the for the wingers to run onto. Um, but is also happy to have, like I said, he likes quite physically dominant wingers who can actually win an aerial duel and hopefully not it down to a, a supportive midfielder or attacker. Though he does also want his fullbacks to get forward and cross the ball. They haven't as much as I feel as though he certainly did at Viacano, but it's definitely an aspect of his play that, that I think he will want to see more of. Um, and yeah, just it, just a lot of progression through the wings, um, I would say, whether that be longer balls, whether that be combination play, but certainly we want to win the ball as high up the pitch and start our attacks as high up as possible um and we are one of the more direct sides in in the division there's no doubt yeah and are you feeling on the goalkeeper at the minute has that sort of calmed down a little bit now um a little bit i think the there there's been a lot of frustrations amongst bournemouth fans about um, our first choice and reserve goalkeeper, uh, Neto and Radu, not because of their shot stopping per se, but in their habits of punching crosses. Um, we are, we have often been frequently under the cosh for, for prolonged periods. And there's been a few goals that we've conceded where the keepers punched across and it's kind of not gone very far and they've scored within 10 seconds. And we just frustrated that keepers, modern day keepers don't catch as much as they used to, basically. But that's a I think that's a league-wide issue. As for as for shot stopping, I think we're pretty happy with the goalkeeper we've got in Neto. He did really well for us last year. Um, we haven't seen too much of the backup in Radu, but Neto is is back, thankfully, from from injury. And I think I would say that most fans are pretty happy with what we've got. But Mark Travers is a is is someone that came through the system well didn't completely come through the system, but he has been with us for a good few years um, and is a youngster that we're hoping gets some chances further down further down the line. But he's still quite young at 24 and he should be looking to get some game time pretty soon. Hopefully that's with us, whether that be this season or next. Cool. And what, what are your thoughts on Villa then? We've made quite a good start to the season. So what, what have you made from us from afar? Yeah, it's um, well, I mean, I've been keeping track because I've had, Douglas, uh, I've had um, Watkins in my fantasy team the whole season, so I've been very keen on <laughs> keep making sure that I see how Villa are doing for for him. But I mean, you've got players like Douglas Louise that are certainly looking like they're world beaters at times uh, this season, and have really come into the fore under under Emery. Um, I think there has been a it's been an interesting to see the slight tactical changes that he's been making. And I mean, Emery is someone that will change things five times in a game if he needs to, and certainly is one of the best 
managed in the world. I don't I don't think there's really any doubt about that in terms of his record across all the teams that he's been with, as much as Arsenal fans might try and tell you otherwise. But it's um just to be able to, to maintain the consistency that he has that he's come in, I think what is it, the 2023 calendar year, your second, I think, or something like that? Yeah. Uh, or like top three, certainly. Um, and you know, currently fourth. First time you've been in this position this far into the season for a few decades. Um, it's just there just seems to be such an air of confidence around around the uh, around the team and around the fans as well. I would say I, I, certainly I'd imagine it took a while to adapt to the change in style as a fan base to sort of understand what what Emery was going to do. But um, yeah, all told, I think he's just someone you've got to trust that he knows what he's doing and and he's getting the most out of a, out of so many players. Um, I've always been quite a big fan of John McGinn uh, since Aston Villa came into the division. Um, and while I, Diaby is a player that has come in, done fantastically well, Tyron Mings is obviously an ex-Bournemouth player who's unfortunately injured now, but you have had Pau Torres to come in and replace him. Not as good defensively, but I'd say probably better on the ball. Probably better on the ball. There's just a, a lot of ways that uh, Villa can can really impose themselves on a on a match, and it's um really impressive to see them doing so well this season. Yeah, you make some great points. So let's turn our attention then finally to the game on Sunday. Big game for for both clubs. I think every game in the Premier League is a big game anyway, isn't it? You know, they all have yeah. their different challenges, you know. I mean, we're fourth and flying, but we're coming to Bournemouth and you're in great form at the minute. So it's, it's not going to be an easy game for both teams. So how, how do you see the game sort of panning out? Do, do you think you can get another victory or... You know what type of game do you think it's going to be like? Um, it's an interesting one because we're at home, so um, I think it will all depend how how much we can get out of this game will depend on how high you keep your defensive line. And I mean, mm -hmm. Villa is notoriously good at keeping their high line. They've caught more more people more opposition offside than like about sixty times more than the second most uh, across the year or the, or the season, whichever one it was. Um, but we have players that can exploit that line. I think Pau Torres isn't the fastest centre-back in the world by any means. So Solanke, Semenyo, Tavernier, if Clivert still plays in this game, I think we've got opportunities to, as I mentioned, one of the things Iriola likes to do is put the ball over the top in behind an opposition defence. And provided they um are able to beat that offside trap i think we can create quite a few opportunities on the whole i see villa dominating the game there's no doubt possession wise um and our midfield has done well in the last two games but it's been against a very depleted and tired newcastle side and a very poor sheffield united side i think we'll find it a lot more difficult for our midfield to really get hold of the ball and keep it in this game and i think that will be a a big reason as to whichever team comes out in this one as to who can really maintain um, maintain some level of control in midfield but um yeah it the other one will be whether lloyd kelly plays um for us at left back or whether it's kirkes that comes in now obviously i don't know what you might play matty cash you might play bailey you might see diaby going on on the right hand side more so and Kirkes is a really highly rated left back, but he does have a tendency to dive in and lose himself positionally. And that's the one thing that concerns me a little bit about how you might get at us. Um, and Kelly is, we'll have, a, we'll see. He got substituted at half time in the last game because of tightness in his hamstring. So, um, yeah, I, I certainly 
see us having a way, finding a way to create chances. And I think we'll probably score. But as for the result, um, yeah, I, I, I don't see us winning, certainly. But I think we could make a draw. I think we might be able to make a draw. Yeah, I think it's going to be an intriguing game. And for some, it, it, it kind of reminds me a bit of Emery. I, I don't know why, but I think that's a good compliment I could probably give yeah. him. That he, he, got, he, he does really remind me of like a, a younger Unai Emery. So it's going to be a fascinating game. Um, it's been great to chat to you. Um, Villa fans, I'll be on um, the channel as well. So you'll be able to see me on um Terry's Red Army, so we'll be doing a little collaboration. So, and then I'll put your link to your channel in the description as well. So, thanks for coming on, mate. No problem. Thanks very much, Adam.